Thank you for calling Gay Wire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello, and thank you for choosing option three. Welcome to GayWire, where everything's at least a little bit queer. I'm your host, Terrence Adams, and my pronouns are they and he. You're listening to CJSR 88.5 FM on Treaty 6 territory, and this week I'm joined by a new GayWire team member. Hello, I'm Chanil Renasinga, and my pronouns are he, him. Welcome to the team, Chenille. This week, we're talking about some queer music. Though there's been an increase in the amount of songs with clearly queer content, there's always room for more, in my opinion, especially since I just don't think there are enough of those songs out there. Absolutely. For this episode of Gay Wire, one of our intrepid reporters, Terrence Adams, spoke with Hayden McHugh, a local artist out of so-called Edmonton. They make some super boppy pop songs, so be sure to stick around until after the interview to hear some of his music. Thank you kindly for tuning in to CJSR 88.5 FM or around the world at CJSR.com. Before we go to the interview, I do want to quickly say that CJSR is community radio, which means that we rely on community donations to stay on the air and to make the fun shows that we make. So if you have a dollar to spare, or many dollars, head on over to cjsr.com and click on donate to keep us and shows like us on the air to tickle your ears. If you do donate and would like a special reward from the GayWire team, please send a screenshot of your donation confirmation to our Instagram at GayWireCJSR and you'll receive a mysterious audio gift in an upcoming episode. Amazing stuff. That's cjsr.com to donate. And without further ado, the interview. Could I get your name and pronouns to start us off? Sorry, it's been a crazy yeah, sure. day. Yeah, sure. Uh, Hayden, uh, I usually go by they, them, uh, and I'm okay with he as well, usually. Um, and what is it that you do? I am a dance pop producer and songwriter, um, as well as a performer, basically. Super fun and simple. <laughs> so um, how long have you been making music? Um, I have probably been making songs. I mean, I've been making songs since I was a very little baby, uh, but very officially, I would say probably for the past four or five um, years now, I released my first single a long, long, long time ago, Cold Coffee, when I was like 16 years old, um, long pulled from the recesses of the internet um, because it's not, you know, really up to the super standard, but some people still love it. Uh, But yeah, it's been about five years now. Cool. Um, how would you describe your sound? 
Um, uh, well, in the TikTok comments, I usually say uh, that it sounds like sunshine or what's what sunshine would sound like. Um, but in a more descriptive way, um, uh, if you look at my bio, it says uh, that if you gave Elton John a beat pad, it's what it would sound like. And I think that that's a pretty good descriptor as well. It's very like piano driven and, and super poppy and almost like musical theatery, uh, but definitely up to date with uh, some power EDM uh, and maybe even some like slight, very, very slight hyper pop influences, but you know, sl slight, <laughs> it's very slight. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your influences, about how you uh, arrived at that sound? Yeah, um, uh, I feel like as a kid, I just really liked that style of music. Like I just grew up listening, like very classic, um, like Metamorphosis, Hilary Duff album. Um, you know, that sort of stuff really drove my listening uh, growing up. And um, even as an adult, I sort of stuck with it, even though I'm finding like new music all the time, um, I'm still like sticking with that same like genre, same like sort of sound. And uh, like people like nowadays, like Carolyn Polchek and stuff like that really um, drive me to want to write uh, songs it, that are really like emotional and really powerful, kind of like in that Elton John style. But uh, then hearing um, artists like Dorian Electra or um, more on my side, like uh, these Sagala and stuff like that in the dance kind of genre world um, that really drives the kind of upbeatness of it and the way that I want that like big room sort of sound. So, yeah, cool. Um, would you mind talking a little bit about how your queerness plays into your music? Yeah, I feel like I just try to leave it um as truthful as I can I do want my songs to be um universal so I try to have like a more universal experience um into my songs but I'm not going to like um hide it so like obviously one of my more popular songs smile um is literally he loves to make me smile so like I'm here to tell the truth and as it is um but I would also say that it drives the songwriting in a way that um, almost like forces me to analyze the way that songs are together. And it gives me a really unique perspective when I'm in a room, when I'm doing songwriting with other people, because um, we'll see something in a way that, you know, most people just don't. So, um, yeah, it also is interesting in that way as well. Do you want to elaborate on how you analyze things differently? Yeah, like not necessarily analyze things differently, but just growing up uh, as a queer person and um, kind of being a individual um, who often probably, I think a lot of people, queer, queer people would kind of feel they understand the experience of like looking uh, from the outside in. Um, and so that sort of perspective um, in a very romanticized way, like kind of floating above the earth, looking down at it, um, you really have a different perspective on um, maybe just some thoughts and processes, not necessarily better or anything, but just uh, it definitely it brings something different to the table uh, that really only five or 6% of us in the world <laughs> are really capable of bringing <laughs> to the table. So, yeah. Um, so you mentioned your song Smile. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Smile. So what was the inspiration for that one? Um, uh, I literally wrote it because I was going on a date with this guy and, um, he was sort of being not very nice, um, throughout the period. And, uh, he sort of was like suggesting at me that 
they that I wouldn't get anything better than that. That like this was the peak for me. That like there wouldn't be any better relationships out there for me. And I kind of was as he was telling me this, I'm sitting there thinking to myself that I had already sort of agreed because I thought it wasn't going, we, I thought we both sort of agreed that it wasn't going well. And I had already agreed to go on a date with somebody else. And so that was the song. It was like, oh, I'm already seeing this other person. I'm sorry that you think it's going to go bad, but I'm already doing something else. <laughs> Have a good day. So um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really fun, like fun song to write. And I, I was really inspired by, um, like, like I talk, talked about earlier, like the universal experience, like I just know that everybody's been through something like that. And I was really inspired by Robin who said um, that she wanted her music to feel, she's like, I don't want, you know, me to be telling my experience. I want to like tell the experience of the world. And I love that. So I was like, everybody has felt this way. Everybody has been in this position. Um, and, you know, I know most people deserve better than someone who's going to think that they're the best that they could get. So, yeah. Yeah. Um... How do you want your listeners to feel when they when they hear your music? I feel like I want a couple things. I think the first thing is um, like hope and positivity. Like obviously um, when it comes to songs like Smile, I really want people to feel like they are worth it and they are uh, deserving of so much more because I feel like a lot of people don't always know that about themselves. And the other part, um, when it comes to like songs, like the one that I have coming up, um, I think it's a little bit more about some of that introspection about your life and about the things that you might have. I love um, like pop with a purpose in a way, which is Katy Perry sort of said that um, in a very cheesy way, um, and, but it's, we're gonna say it's camp and just move on. Um, and <laughs> reclaim it as something good because it's actually a cool idea. Um, but I love it because I, I wrote this song. It's called Forgetting Again. It's just it's about missing your friends because they're doing cool stuff. And it's a real another like really experience that I think a lot of people can relate to that like you you know you you might miss them and, and that maybe for uh they might be out for a long time and they might be you know might not be in your life for now, but you'll never forget about the fact that they're there. So yeah, I would like you to feel a little introspective and, and stuff like that a little bit as well sometimes, but definitely more fun. There's not too much thinking involved, I promise. Just a little bit. <laughs> um so you talked a little bit about a new upcoming song. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, basically, yes. Yeah, it's called Forgetting It. It comes out on November 4th. And like I said, I wrote it about um, my friends. A lot of the people that I know are just a lot cooler than I. They do like cool science stuff and they make discoveries and they are like furthering human um, understanding of, you know, the human zeitgeist. And it's so very cool. And I just sit here and, um, you know, play the piano and, and fiddle around and make little songs and, um but they're very busy and we're all very busy. And, but as a result, I just don't get to see them very often. And it, it is kind of sad uh, because, because I don't get to see them very often. And I just feel, you know, time slipping away, but at the same time, um, I know it's worth it because I know that what they're doing is important and, and valuable and, and it's really good. So that's why I wrote it about it. It comes out on November, on November 4th. So go to my Instagram and pre-save it <laughs> right away so that you can help me out. And what is your Instagram? You can look me up Hayden McHugh. It's just H-A-Y-D-E-N and then M-C-H. Hayden McHugh, if you want to check me out or look me up on TikTok. I'm a lot more funny and popular on there. 
um, <laughs> than uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, and uh, but yeah, check me out. It would be great. Yeah. Um, okay. So I like to ask this question um, because we are all suffering under the crushing weight of capitalism, where all the things that we do have to be worth money um, in order to to be deemed worthwhile under capitalism. So um, how how do you balance um, the sort of like genuine storytelling with the the fact that music is a is a difficult career and making money is part of that yeah honestly what i think i love about the current state that we are in is that i can almost do a bit of both um is that because i am not dependent on a company to tell me what i have to do to be able to get the ability to make music or to make videos or to make songs or to make art that i want to make um, I am not limited into making the pieces of things that I want to make. Um, I can like even testify like as a queer person, like a lot of people don't really get the art that I make. But when I post it on TikTok and get, you know, five, 10,000 views and 50 people to 100 people go visit me on my Spotify, I, I know that there's an audience out there for the stuff that I do. And I don't have to worry about whether or not um, Interscope Records thinks what I do is valuable because I know it's valuable and I have these amazing tools um, to be able to do it. I know that's probably not the answer that you were looking for, um, but I think it's cool because you can do both. And um, there does need to be an element of like letting go of like, do you care about what other people think about it? Because obviously if you don't want, if you're doing it for you, then that's the case. But I have just kind of gone with it and gone said, I like what I do and I love making silly little pop songs and um and there's some people out there who also seem to like it too so um i like to just uh just keep making silly little videos on tiktok and hopefully the overlords will <laughs> favor me eventually but, um, yeah. but yeah i think it's if that makes sense it's i think it's it can be a bit of both and you can also like give back to like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a both like i think there's a bit of like utilizing these opportunities to like provide um, other people and more people the opportunities to like create that sort of middle ground of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was in a session with a girl the other day writing and she's like, oh my God, are you like the fairy godmother of songwriting? Cause I was just giving her little tips about where she could get stuff to do, like suggesting our local Alberta music and stuff like that, which is a really great program um, that helps musicians find uh, local resources. And um, I'm like, no, like, this is just the stuff that people gatekeep from each other because they think that if they give it away, it's going to ruin their chances of being successful. Um, but I think that we can move past that point and just think, worry about the fact that there's 6 billion people out there. Uh, there's enough of an audience for pretty much everything. So yeah, I, it's probably not the answer exactly that you're quite looking for, but. Well, I, I never really know what I'm looking for when I ask that. <laughs> That's, fair, yeah. That's very yeah. fair. <laughs> Um, would you mind talking a little bit about your songwriting process? Like, um, how, how much do the ideas change from start to finish? Um, I would say that's very dependent on the actual piece. Um, I would say that a lot of the ones that really just happen, like songs like Smile and songs like Forgetting You, really just 
sort of just poured out and all of a sudden I just had this verse and chorus that I was like, nope, this is exactly what it is. I'd have no changes. Um, and I would just sort of add the second verse and the bridge and then uh, the song is just done. And it's pretty much just like almost like copy paste, just add different, like change it up a little bit. Um, but when it comes to like, especially when it comes to writing with other people, like lately I've been doing a lot of uh, writing with country artists because we live in Alberta and it is a very country dominated scene. Um, but it's fun because it changes it up, but they, um, but I, uh, find that because I'm out of my element that I don't always know what is really good and what people are going to like and what they don't really like. And so, um, I find myself almost like dragging along in that process. So it's not, a, it's not quite the perfect art uh process like people would dream it to be sometimes where i'm kind of like oh yeah that's a great idea i see exactly what you're doing now this eye that you've been painting for six days now actually looks like a zebra and i see that you're now painting a zebra like that's sort of the vibe um but um but no like it's it's very it's different every time it's either i have this i'm just like feeling it and i'm just like here it's going uh but sometimes it's the opposite where like you sit down and you have an idea i had this crazy idea uh, that Cher said this thing and I was like we have to write a song based on this tweet like that's so funny and so I brought the the, I, the tweet to my friend and we wrote about the tweet and so that was one where they did it like flow out of me no like it was a little bit more of a process uh but it's still um yeah does that make sense it's kind of a, it's very it sounds very ethereal um and that's because it is <laughs> a little bit sometimes sometimes I hear a little sound and I'm like wow that's such a cute little bell noise that's adorable I'm gonna use that uh and then it just becomes a beat I think that's what happened with smile too is actually where I I just had a sample that I loved and I kind of like was playing around with it and chopping it up and doing little things and all of a sudden I was just like "Ooh, that's a beat oh, let's add a kick drum. Oh, fun. That's so cool. Oh my God, we're writing a little beat. And then all of a sudden you just have a song. Um, I think what people often want to know, however, um, I usually do the production and the songwriting at the same time. Um, obviously I don't go from zero to finish writing the songwriting process, but like while I'm doing the song, I will have a skeleton um, as I'm producing and as I'm writing the song pretty much at the same time. So like, I'll be like, oh, here's a cool verse. That's a neat idea. Okay, let's put some tracks down. Okay, that's kind of, then that will navigate me towards like how the chorus is going to go. And then that will like navigate me how the dance break is going to go and all that stuff. So to make sure that they sort of work together. Because I find with pop music, that's the most important part is how the track and the vocals are like, you know, teaming up to make a great, you know, little song. So yeah, does that make sense? It is very yeah. real. <laughs> Yeah. So how, how does it feel to um, go through this, this ethereal process? Oh my God, it's exhausting. Um, <laughs> it's, it, people think it's fun and they're like, oh, it's, it must be very exciting. It is fun. It's very beautiful. Um, but it is very tiring because you go through the, especially with like, with songs like Smile, it's not so bad because it's very fun. It's very just upbeat. It's like kind of just a party. Uh, but with the song Forgetting You, like I just performed it live at Fernie Pride and like even just talking about it, I was crying. Um, and it was like, this is, I don't know why it's so emotional because it's just a stupid song about my friends, but like, it's still like probably one of the more emotional ones I've ever written. And so um, as a result, uh, it is a little bit more of an arduous process because like you actually just talked about um, having to take this piece of my heart and then be like, let me build a marketing plan. 
for TikTok <laughs> around this little piece of my heart is very challenging um, uh, sometimes. And so that is a little bit of an arduous process, but I find that time is what helps with that, is that I like, I didn't write this song yesterday. So it's not this piece of art that I just like, it's not like a, a let's like an exit, like a, a metaphor, like a scar that just recently, whatever, like it's, it's, it's been, it's been healed over it been done, finished. Like I'm good. Um, I'm back to work. Like the EI has run out. Um, so I am. Uh, so yeah, if that makes sense, it's very, uh, yeah. Kind of rambling at this point. So <laughs> Yeah, so um, what are your plans for the future then? Um, really just keep going with the songs. I have a couple more pieces that I want to go after this. And then um, I'm considering um, doing a little EP as well right after that, um, just to uh, kind of wrap everything up. I've kind of been piling out a bunch of singles over the past a uh, few months um, and I've been writing and producing a whole lot with a bunch of people to make some work that is hopefully going to be worth it and uh, that I will like those songs and uh, a big part of it too has just been working with other people as well um, has just been um, doing writing and and uh, and you know getting the art out there the only way to get that best song is to write a lot of them so uh, we're just working on seeing if we can keep going and write a whole pile of them yeah, yeah that's pretty much it a pile of songs that's it that's a, a, a <laughs> yeah you got it a pile of songs <laughs> all right um is there anything else that you'd like to share no just yeah please go pre-save my song forgetting us out on november 4th um and uh yeah just follow me on your favorite platform i would really appreciate it, it would really help me out and um yeah that's it that's pretty much the whole vibe that's pretty much it today <laughs> awesome awesome it's a good vibe it's a good vibe all right um yeah well it's been so great talking to you today Hayden thank you uh very much for taking the time to speak with me today um we're a little tiny radio station but it's always nice to play local artists um when we yeah. when we find them yeah, I'm happy to be here. It's a really great interview. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. was local pop musician Hayden McHugh speaking with our reporter Terrence Adams about their songs, inspo, and more. You're listening to Gaywire on CJSR 88.5 FM and as you may know, CJSR is community radio. That means that the community donations are super important for the longevity of the station. So if you like our show, 
Or if you don't like our show, you can go to cjsr.com to donate. When you donate, be sure to send a screenshot of the confirmation to our Instagram, which is at GayWireCJSR, and you'll receive a sumptuous audio gift in an upcoming GayWire episode. And with that, we are out of time for today. Thank you to our guests, Hayden McHugh, and be sure to check out their socials at Hayden McHugh and all music streaming platforms. Today's show was produced by Shane Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Ash Halinda, Artemis Peasley, Terrence Adams, and myself, Chanel Renasinga. Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM on Treaty 6 territory. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook or Twitter at Gaywire and at Gaywire CJSR on Instagram or TikTok. Let us know what you think of the show, hit up the DM sometime, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cjsr.com, and you never know, you just might get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson, original music by Doug Hoyer and Katherine Hiltz. Until next week, keep it breezy, and please stay on the line.